Interesting. All right. One, two, three. Hello and welcome to the Clever Kids podcast. This is a weekly podcast for three brothers. Take a topic from popular culture and dig too deep. Um, We nitpick and we get annoyed about it. My name is Tyler. I am your host. I'm here with my co-hosts and brothers. Brian, how are you doing, Hello. Brian? How's it going, everybody? I'm doing well. All right. And Jeffrey. Jeffrey, how's it going? Things are going well. Good. Cool. Well, that's all set. I'm I'm also doing fine. Thanks for asking. Um, and uh, this week, we kind of ran down to the wire here on picking a topic. So I think we're going to do another one of our uh, actor deep dives. And I think this week we uh, we all agreed we're doing Brad Pitt. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Great. Well, um, let's just uh, let's just get started. Are we having some connectivity issues? Are you guys seeing a lag? No, no. No. All right, good. Um, who's got a list up? Anyone got a list up? Does anyone have like a? Did, how did we do the uh, Leo one? Did we go through like a list and like talk about it, or did we just start so I, like what, rattling off best performances? I, what I started talking about was we should split it into like a couple different categories for the Leo ones, and like what was the best film that involved Leonardo DiCaprio, and what was their personal best His acting best performance. performance, you know, split yeah. it up in a couple different categories because I think that there is a lot of versatility. Why don't um, we uh, start a little different this time? We'll do that, but I want to start with a couple fun facts about Mr. Bradley Pitt, if you guys are open to it. Sure. Yeah, jump in. Uh, I'll do rapid fire. So, <clears throat> born in 1963, obviously the best thing to come out of that year. Uh, he's from Oklahoma. His name is actually William. Bradley is his middle name. Uh, similar oh. to... Similar to oh. Tyler, uh, whose oh. first name is actually omitted. Um, redacted. Redacted. Yep. Can edit that out anyway. Uh, he went to Kickapoo High School. <laughs> Sorry, that's the only reason I wanted to read all these. <laughs> Kickapoo. I say again, Kickapoo. Uh, his major in college was journalism. So I guess that means I'm going to be the next great actor in Hollywood, uh, as I also carry a degree in journalism no big deal does he carry a degree it's Did he a graduate? well I'm, I'm just gonna assume it's it's brad pitt has he ever failed at anything um but anyway yeah so i'm gonna be uh you know at some point married to angelina jolie you know anyway um let's see and divorced by her he's 511 we're, we're pretty close there um that's a big deal oh we're just a little bit taller uh, he turned down a role in Apollo 13 to be in the movie 7. How do we feel about that? I, I, I mean, I guess I want to know who else would have been cast, like who could have been cast in that role in 7. I think he does a good job, but I also feel like it, it wasn't made by his perform. That movie is like Morgan Freeman's performance mm-hmm. and David Fincher's directing that really like makes it so good. You well, know what I mean? It's not movies, really. Though, so I'd say maybe we just don't change anything about that. He would have been probably pretty good in uh, Apollo 13. So yeah, we got him Although, in that who- Astro. We're fine. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah. We should okay. talk about that movie. He tore his Achilles tendon while playing the role of Achilles. That's fun. Or not fun. That sounds not true. That sounds like someone made that up. <laughs> he went down for a couple of weeks. I didn't know it was an Achilles tear, but uh, you we'll knew stop. that. But I knew that he'd gotten injured 
um, at one point, and they had to like stall filming for a few weeks. I think it was the Hector one-on-one fight too. Hmm. But I didn't know it was Achilles tear. I, I would question that one because it just seems too convenient for a fun fact list. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm I'm feeling like a ACL, and then they're just like, uh, let's say it was an Achilles. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so that that would be the list. But I just want to start out with some some interesting color commentary about uh, Mr. William Pitt. Yeah, sure. Keep looking through those weird random facts, and then uh, you can interject throughout the story or throughout the conversation. Did I, did if I you mention Kickapoo, like. Kickapoo High School? Yeah. Come on, that is. That you is you wonderful. said. You said he was the most, he was the best thing to come out of 1963, right? Uh, yeah. Don't at me. Um, okay. Anyway, we're going to keep going. Um, Jeff, why don't you, how do you want to do, um, how do you want to do it? How do you want to break it down? I mean, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think that we have a different level of quality and actor. Um like, don't get me wrong, I like Brad Pitt, and I do think that he's an underrated actor, but I don't think that he's at the same level as Leo, right? So, I um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do we want to do the same thing? Do we want to do, like, a the best movie that he's in, best performance from him, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. What else did we have? We had some other stuff like, oh, and the, the, like the moment in the movie that like really solidified, but I don't know if we can do that because well, that's kind of my theory about Leo. No. Is so the, just that the, one movie. the third category that I had was, moment. was most rewatchable was for Leonardo DiCaprio mm, was, was a film okay. that you could just continuously watch on repeat. Um, that works. Yeah. So, uh, definitely on the, as far as the most rewatchable seven is not at the top of that list. That is a heavy film. Disagree. That's like my favorite <laughs> Brad Pitt performance and no, best friend. You know it's not. We already know what your best, your favorite Brad Pitt performance is. It's Fight Club. Uh, Dad Astra. For for me, oh, I, I would say most Dad Astra. For I would say most. Did you guys watch it? <laughs> Sorry, Dad Astra. Yeah, no, Dad Astra was okay. I, I wasn't a huge it's fan d- of it. It was Dad Dad Astra. Is the name? I can't uh, tell you saying Dad or Bad Astra. Dad. D-A-D. D-A-D. Dad. The whole movie was about dads. I can't. Yeah. I just feel like they missed an opportunity there to call it Dad Astra or Brad Astra. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like if you call it Bad Astra, then like people are going to be like, oh, it's badass, but that movie was not. Yeah, that, I like that one. <laughs> but Bad it's, Astra. But, but, it, but it wasn't. It's, yeah, it's, it wasn't. I mean, it had good it had good moments, but it just didn't work out the way that it was I would have liked for it to. Very strange. I enjoyed like the the moon fight scene and that was about it. Everything else was like, what is happening? Yeah, that was pretty sick with the the low gravity or no gravity. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so for me, most rewatchable, it's got to be up there. It's Troy. It's the movie that I've seen the most times out of his discography. Out of his discography? No, his <laughs> fil- filmography. Um, yeah. I mean, easily. It, we used to put it on before we'd fall asleep, and we'd wake up to the title screen with the horns blaring constantly um it's incredible performances uh from not just brad pitt but from a lot of different actors and the choreography and fight scene in the film like there's just so much to be uh appreciated and easily at the top of my list for most rewatchable brad pitt film sorry which which movie was that i'm not sure i caught the movie troy i I said troy oh Oh. no i did hear you i just wanted to hear you say that again (laughs) i'm not sorry 
Do you guys want me to go through his filmography a little bit here? I, I really quickly am just going to jump in. Sorry, I, I kind of zoned out here because I Googled the top things that happened in 1963. <laughs> um. <laughs> I actually have that up uh, as well, just in case. Uh, that was the, the year of the JFK assassination. So that's, it was the year of the JFK assassination. But I said assassination. it was the best thing to come out of 1963. I so know. Well, here's a good one. JFK assassination, I'm going to question you. The polio vaccine was widely introduced in 1963? Yeah, but not invented. In Greece, there was a military. I'm sorry. I think it's 62. Um, so it doesn't count. In Greece, there was a uh, bloodless military coup. Martin Luther King Jr. delivers his world famous "I Have a Dream" speech. It's close. It's pretty but hard to beat. Come on, dude. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt is. <laughs> come on, dude. Brad Pitt. <laughs> that's that's terrible, Brian. <laughs> come on. Um, the Beatles released their first album, Please Please Me. Yeah, but that wasn't their best album, so like, who cares? You know what I mean? Um, the first episode of Doctor Who came out. I'm going to go ahead and file that again in the who cares category, and we're going to go right back to <laughs> Brad freaking Pitt. <laughs> um, zip codes are introduced. The first zip codes. That's weird that, that, that I've... Because I never really considered that, but I guess we had to. They had to start at some point, right? <laughs> I just in my head they've always been around, but yeah, zip codes are brand new in 1963. Our parents are older than zip codes. Isn't that weird? All right, so yeah, 1963. Besides that, was a pretty boring year. Uh, Tatum O'Neill. Oh, Michael Jordan was born in 1963. Brian. Oh, February 17th. That's the day after my wife's birthday. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what? 30 years later? Uh, Johnny Depp was also born in 1963. Right. So again, Brad Pitt. Uh, best thing to come out of 1963. <laughs> so back yeah. to... Uh, anyway, back to the movies. Let's let's do this. Um, let's see. Uh, he's in a bunch of random shit. Uh, he was in an episode of Dallas. He was in, which is a, uh, like a, was like a, um, sort of a soap opera in this, in the eighties. That was really popular. Um, he's in a show called, uh, 21 jump street ever heard of it. Um, let's see. He really isn't in anything that anyone gives a shit about. Until oh dude another one that was on Growing Pains was didn't we find out that Leo was on Growing Pains at one yeah, point yeah I think a lot of these guys played pretty boys earlier in their career that were kind of like brought on as boyfriends and stuff in TV shows right right so I don't think that anyone really gave a shit about Brad Pitt until he showed up as like the hot cowboy that robs them in Thelma and Louise you guys re seen that movie at I have all? not oh, yeah it's pretty. Pretty popular movie. I think it's another Ridley Scott movie. Am I right? Am uh, I right? Uh, how would I so, possibly know that? Yes, it. it is. Ridley Scott. Is it Ridley Scott? It mm -hmm. is Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that must be their first uh, time together. That's pretty cool. Um, so, anyway, that's like the first time that I, like, I can think of that anyone really paid attention to Brad Pitt. Because he was, first of all, Extremely handsome. I mean, we're talking 1991 Brad Pitt. The squarest jaw you've ever seen on a man. You know cut what I glass, mean? Cut glass, bro. He could cut glass. Yeah. His jaw is 
Do, I mean, do we ha- do we have to say it? Like, is do we have to have this conversation? Is Brad Pitt like the most handsome man of all time? How are you guys feeling about that? He's the most handsome man that came out of 1963 for sure. I can I can lock that in <laughs> with full confidence. <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt wins. Um, is, is he the most handsome man? I gotta say. He's very good looking. In his prime, yeah. Like as Achilles dude, that's prime pit. That's prime pit for me, bro. That's prime pit. <laughs> you and your fucking Achilles dude. This bro. Is so he is flawless in that movie, man. Like <laughs> made me Bleach blonde hair. Made me golden tan. <laughs> Dude's unbelievable. Dude, he's just got the hair, man. That's unbelievable. He does have the hair of a lion. We are lions. Um I was like, yeah. What are what are Achilles' soldiers called again? The Myrmidons. That's right. That's right. Um, he uh, he is good looking in that, but I'm thinking more like uh, Meet Joe Black. Movies or yeah, Meet Joe Black. Ooh, that's a that's a really good one. He's very handsome in that. I I um, would say that's not it. Like the Brad Pitt that I picture when I'm picturing my Brad Pitt is Troy. Or Mr. and Mrs. Smith is another one where he's just kind of he can like do no wrong on screen in that film. See, I don't like him in Mr. and Mrs. Smith because I don't like the buzzed hair look. I think yeah. that a lot of what Brad Pitt has going for him is his hair. I'm with you, Tyler. Legends of the Fall, all the way. That is the epitome <laughs> of Pitt. Brian, it if you was... haven't seen, you should Brian Pitt. Have you, you seen that's Brian? Have, Pitt. Brian, have you have you seen Legends of the Fall? You should, no, you should Google Google an image. Of the fall. Google his character from Legends of the Fall. It's hysterical. He's got hair down to his ass. Yeah. He's <laughs> like a country bumpkin. Oh, I see it. <laughs> um, but he does have great hair. Is yeah, I'm sorry, man. Butt? It's it's, uh, it's Mr. Mrs. Smith, and it's Troy. That's prime pit. His younger stuff, he's just too pretty, man. Like Micho Black, like he looks like he's wearing eyeliner, dude. Like Yeah, so that's the thing, is when they weird. lean into how handsome he is, it makes me like the shows or the movies less. So he's yeah, a little you know like, what I mean? Like with him like, he's so good looking that when they like do it up a little bit, I'm like, All right, now I know you're trying to like make show that a off feature how good looking he is. versus like when right. he's just a character in a movie, I'm like, damn, that dude's good looking. There was there was something else was this there was someone else I feel like I was talking about where it was like the movies where they lean into how handsome he is I like I like those movies a lot less uh, maybe I was talking about Brad Pitt maybe it's another time we talked about Brad it's, Pitt where it's, it's like for sure meet Joe Black though that's 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 the one yeah that's the one where they're like it's like okay we get it he's fucking he's really good looking okay just move on let's let's I'm do done. something else with, with this movie I'm done with that yeah, yeah. I'm past that although that moment where they kill him <laughs> that is like unnecessarily yeah, right. violent <laughs> he gets ran over by a car right? he gets hit by he gets hit by a car flung in the air and then hit by another car <laughs> i literally tap. just watched the video of it like twice the other day for some reason i think someone on a different podcast like mentioned how violent it was and i was like oh yeah that is like really crazy and then rewatched it just over and over and over again because it's so funny to me. there's a scene in that film where he's like in a hospital and he talks in like a cajun accent yeah and, uh, it was <laughs> it was almost as jarring as the car accident i was just like what the fuck <laughs> why oh. 
oh no, sweet mama. And it's like, okay, Brad Pitt, bad racist. I'm pretty just, sure what you're doing is not okay. Just be good looking, man. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a try problem. hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I think we can all agree that like his good looks have taken away, I think, from his acting because I do think that he is a good actor. I mean, he's good in Fight Club. Uh, another really good movie with him in it is 12 Monkeys, which I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's like a time travel, psychological thriller type movie um, with uh, with Bruce Willis in it. Um, and he like gets sent back in time to save the future from like an atomic bomb or something like that. And Brad Pitt is and then because he's like telling people that they lock him up in an in insane asylum and Brad Pitt is like one of the other people in there with him and it's kind of left up to your interpretation whether or not any of it is real or if they both really are crazy because brad pitt seems to be aware of the future as well but then he also is just crazy um there's something else i want to talk about with brad pitt first uh there's two things the laugh the laugh that he does that's like his laugh on screen i'm sure the three of us are aware of it right like he does it in fight club a lot he does it in the Oceans movies. He does it in just everything, really. He has, like, this weird... Like, I actually wonder, do you, do you think that's what he sounds like when he actually is laughing? I, I I have to imagine that that's, like, a character thing that he's just decided is his thing, is this, like, really weird laugh, right? You mean, like, when Lou's beating him up in Fight Club, and he's like, ah, yeah, come on, Lou! He does that in a lot of movies. He does that, like, kind of laugh in a lot of movies. And I genuinely wonder if that's another, if that's one of his things. Another character uh, choice that he makes with almost every character is that he's always eating. It's like a weird thing to watch people eat on screen. Like you typically, like even in dinner scenes, you don't see them put any food in their mouth or chew. You know, whenever they go to put food in their mouth, like the camera typically cuts away. But Brad Pitt is like, nope, square on me. Put I'm too, it right I'm too I'm good looking, looking for down. this to stop me. I'm looking down the barrel. And I, I honestly wonder if it's because his jaw is so square and like you can see the muscles in his jaw so pronounced when he's chewing. That he's like, no, 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 I need them to see this is my most. This is the muscle I work out the most right here. Look at these jaws. Well, it's like, it's like it's like when you watch a uh, Superman or Thor, and you're like, "Oh, of course, there's a shirtless scene in here." That we weren't going to get through this movie without you guys having a shirtless scene. You yeah, know what I'm saying or like any they Marvel gotta, movie. Yeah, they got to play up a little bit, right? And then with the uh, yeah, and I think with Brad Pitt, he's like, <laughs> "Look at these jaw muscles. We got to make them work for us," you know. And I think it's something that he specifically does. I think a lot of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. When I think about this, like idea when he's like looking straight down the barrel and it's supposed to be him looking across the table at her and he's just chewing the steak to be like, I'm not afraid of you because he thinks she put like bleach in it or whatever. And he swallows it really hard. Yeah. I don't know. I just think of that scene specifically. Um, <laughs> he's eating uh, uh, peas, like green peas, I think. It's something. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, so what else is there? What other movies um do we do we like um have you guys seen cool world no it's sort of a who framed roger rabbit where uh it's like sort of a a man in a animated world situation but i think cool world was like really weirdly sexual so i don't know i never saw it 
Um, A River Runs Through It, another really boring movie. Uh, California with a K. I'm pretty sure David Duchovny's in that movie. Yeah, he is. Um, I think it's about... Uh, he goes on... like it's. Uh, I've seen it. California, it's with a K. And I think it's like a journalist is on a is like going around to like following the tracks of a serial killer with some people. And then he finds out that one of the people that he's with is the serial killer or something like that. I don't know. It was dumb. I hated it. I'm going to be honest. Um, Interview with the vampire. That's that's where it really gets in there for me. You guys seen that one? That's another one where they lean into how hot he is. But Tom Cruise is in that. Kirsten Dunst, young Kirsten Dunst. That's where mm-hmm. we I first fell in love with her because she was only like a few years older than me. And I was like, woo. She's like six in that film. So I was like six when that movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 1997 or something. 1994. So I didn't even see it when it came out. I would have seen it like five years later when I was like nine and been like, she was, she was way older than six. Come on. How... Someone Google this. <laughs> Let's see. So it came out in 94. And she. 82. Was born. So she would have been in 82. 12. 12. See? And I would have been like 9 or 10 when I first saw that movie. So totally fine. Not worried about it. Um, What do you guys think of that one? Do you like that one? Yeah. I enjoyed Anyone? that film. Gary Oldman uh, has some interesting performances, uh, and I enjoyed Tom that. Tom Cruise, film. my boy Tommy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like the the concept of the film overall. I, I thought it was well done. I mean, it's obviously extremely over the top, and it really plays into like the the graphique of uh, gothic uh, horror. But um, I don't know. I thought it was enjoyable when I first saw it. I, I liked it a lot. Let's talk about this cast real quick. You got Brad Pitt. You got. Christian Slater, you got Tom Cruise, you got Thandie Newton, you got Kirsten Dunst. Wait, Gary Oldman's in this? Yeah, I'm not seeing him on this cast list. Gary Oldman is the reporter that uh, is the interview that Brad Pitt is talking to. Wasn't our Antonio Banderas in this? Oh yeah, there he is. Antonio Banderas is in it. I'm not seeing Gary Oldman on this cast list. It's like a twilight marvel crossover with how big their cast was yeah what a great cast. well it's also like those are all early roles for them like you know what i mean you're talking 94 antonio banderas must have just been crossing over from mexican cinema into american like it must have been really early days for him in america i gotta imagine that zorro comes right after that right that's got to be what got him zorro is that they were like oh he's just like a handsome man with long hair like he could pull, he could do zorro um all right, what's next on here? We got, right after that, Legends of the Fall. Actually, Interview with the Vampire and Legends of the Fall come out the same year. Then, right after that, 1995, Seven and Twelve Monkeys. That's a great year for him. Those are got to be the two that like put him like fully on the map. You know what I mean? People were like paying attention once he did that one. Um, And then you get... Doo, doo, doo. Sleepers, which I've never seen, and I don't know what that is. The Devil's Own, never another thing I've never seen. Seven Years in Tibet, I watched it one time. 
really boring. I, don't, I honestly couldn't even tell you what it's about. Um, it's about some guy who I think just lives in Tibet for some period of time. Um, and then let's see. This is where it starts getting interesting for him. No, Meet it's, Joe it's uh, the dude that uh, becomes friends with the Dalai Lama. Yeah, sure. I, I just read it on IMDb. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> oh. Right, yeah, I definitely watched it a long time ago because people told me it was good and then I was bored the whole time. Um, so, right after that, we got Meet Joe Black, 1998. 1999, he shows up in an uncredited moment in Being John Malkovich, which is a good movie, um, but he, he doesn't have a very big role in it. And right after that, most underrated Brad Pitt performance of all time, or possibly the most <laughs> the most overrated Brad Pitt performance of all time, Fight Club, and then an and then a often a, a a a movie that people just don't talk about, and I don't understand why. Snatch. He's in Snatch. Brian, we watched this movie together when you came and visited me in college. I remember, and yep. we were like really hungover, and we watched it. The movie's great. It's really, really, really good, and he does a really fun performance as like this weird. <laughs> like gypsy man i don't know yeah. if we're supposed to say gypsy anymore romany man for, for him to go from fight club to that within a year is pretty entertaining i think those two roles i think complement each other well because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really snatch for those who haven't seen it he plays a what an irish uh yeah like, we'll he plays a romani yeah like uh knuck, bare knuckle brawler and mm-hmm. he's just tough as nails and he has this signature punch that is just a one-hit ko to literally anyone that takes it does yeah, anyone take basically that punch he's, all movie? he's one punch man um no no one takes it he literally knocks out that giant with it yeah he has this like, block and then a like a right cross that just floors everybody with one and hit. and they like pl- they play like a lion roar anytime he throws it <laughs> and, and jason or it's like a lightning bolt isn't it no, then maybe that's what it is yeah and jason statham who's usually like known for his his fighting ability isn't like an actor plays like a like a businessman like underground business he's just man. a bookie he's yeah, just he doesn't a he doesn't do any fighting yeah. at all it's all brad pitt no. and so well that's the thing brad, jason statham got big off of uh guy ritchie films which this is a guy ritchie film this is probably the first guy ritchie movie i ever saw um and it started my like love affair with guy ritchie movies i love all of them i've seen every single one of his movies i even went back and watched a bunch of his like music videos because i like his his style so much and most of them are madonna music videos <laughs> and i watched all of them because i think he's so interesting as a filmmaker but this like jason statham first gets big off of guy Ritchie films where he plays just like some criminal some low-level street tough who like doesn't really fight kind of just gets himself into trouble in over his head all the time yeah i think that you know i think that it's it's interesting that now Jason Statham is like this tough guy, fucking martial artist, whereas like his first films are all just like him running around with a gun trying to, I don't know, steal jewels or some shit. You know the part I mean? that really makes me laugh here, like I just said, Fight Club and Snatch, 1999 and 2000. So he's just playing this like back to ripped, back. ripped cut guy that's down to fight. He's just, you know, rugged good looks. And then he's on Friends afterwards, <laughs> a year later. Have you guys have you guys seen the episodes where he's the oh, yeah. love interest it's on Friends? One, one episode. He's on one episode where uh, 
Ross invites him over for Thanksgiving because he's in town and Monica's like, oh yeah, he, he's like really fat and blah, blah, blah. And then it, he shows up and he's fat and he hates Rachel and Rachel doesn't remember him from high school. <laughs> yeah. And it was while they were married, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were married. So yeah. So, so that, that's funny. just funny to me that those happen back to back like that. It's just so funny. Like, and I got to say, he's not a guy that I've ever given a lot of credit to for being like super versatile. Uh, he strikes me as that kind of guy where like almost like Denzel where it's like he's good I enjoy what he does but he, he he does one thing and that's plays a certain type of character and you don't see a whole lot of flexibility in that like some I other mean, guys. Denzel's the same character in every movie whether he's just trying to stop a runaway train or he's the equalizer or he's John Q yeah he's just he's, the same like super like assertive like self-confident guy in Brad Pitt does a very similar um, acting style where it's like all of them. If you put all those characters next to each other, you'd be like, yeah, I totally believe that the same actor did that. Right. Versus Heath Ledger. You put, you know, the uh, William from a Knight's tale and you put the Joker next to each other. And you're like, that was the same actor. Or even like 10 things I hate about you. Like every single role he did, he was trying to push himself in a different direction. Brokeback mountain. Another one where he was like, Oh, I'm going to do like this thing where I play like this cowboy who is struggling with his homosexuality and right. like he's always doing interesting choices and i think brad pitt was more like ah, what i, I do works gonna do yeah. this yeah. yeah and so it's it's, um, it's kind of funny because that's the like the first moment i've seen where i'm like oh actually that is kind of funny where he, he can he can switch gears a little bit but not like excessively i still stand by that he he does kind of like his one formula for success and sticks with it um yep i agree so uh, right, but we skipped a couple. We went past the Mexican, which uh, lends itself to one of the funnier uh, jokes from Chappelle's show, where they're like, you got Brad Pitt in the Mexican, you got Johnny Depp in whatever, and he's like, I'm going to make a movie called The Last Black Man on Earth, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> anyway, dumb. All right. Spy Game. Anyone know what that is? I've never even heard of it. No. All right. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. You guys care about that? Yeah. Let's I mean, talk about Ocean's Eleven real quick. I mean, talk about oh, what are you talk about a star-studded cast. The the Ocean's franchise was really able to get uh, such a massive ensemble cast together. I mean, I don't know if we can really compare a different film franchise that was able to pull in so many iconic actors at their prime. Avengers. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um justice league just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so oceans 11 it's based on a uh frank sinatra movie where frank sinatra got the brat pack and was like let's just go make a movie together and just like go have this studio pay us to get drunk on camera and like they literally drank on camera it's like the worst movie of all time and then george clooney start and brad pitt become very good friends and decide well we're going to do something similar we're going to make our own brat pack films and so we're going to go to vegas and we're going to film these movies did you guys freeze on me nope oh nope you're both just not moving we're going to film these movies and then we're going to um get paid a a thousand million kajillion dollars to do it because we got all our friends to just go on this like vacation together um and you got steven soderbergh to uh write the movie and he creates a whole genre of heist movie where what you do 
is you tell you you spend half the movie getting the team together the second half of the movie is explaining how the plan's going to work and then the last 10 minutes of the movie uh you watch the plan fail and then you watch someone tell you why the plan didn't fail because the plan that they showed you for the whole movie was not the plan that they they actually went and implemented they they lied to themselves i guess i don't know and in the first movie it's a great twist then they do oceans 12 and they do the exact same thing and it's like okay i guess i can accept that and then they did oceans 13 and guess what the exact same fucking thing happens then steven soderbergh goes off and does a bunch of other types of movies like action movies for a while then he comes back and does logan lucky and guess what they do in logan lucky the exact same fucking thing where they show you how they're gonna do this fucking heist and then that gets that fails and then you find out that that's not the heist they did they just did some other heist they spent all this time planning to to do this other thing and then they did it a different way just to switch things up i guess i don't fucking know it's bullshit and then guess what oceans eight they did it again steven soderbergh literally just keeps doing things he's just making the same movie it's so formulaic it's so fucking fr- frustrating so i hate it i hit so I-, I was so mad when kelly and i were watching oceans eight i was like are you i oh my god i'm gonna lose it if they do this if they fucking do it again i'm gonna the lose plan with the, within a plan so yeah. oh let me, let me interject here so annoying so one i like logan lucky but that's not what you're talking about i enjoyed that film i like it too daniel craig is great in it but it's so fucking I, I love, frustrating i loved uh adam driver <laughs> she's got the molotov cocktail i don't know i enjoyed that film but uh you sound a lot like dan Harmon. dan Harmon is a famous producer you son of a bitch absolutely <laughs> fucking hates the heist genre and anyone that's familiar with rick and morty the most recent season Dude, i like I like a heist movie, and I like that first Ocean's Eleven. I think that that's fine. I just think it's really fucking annoying that Steven Soderbergh like only does this one type of heist, and it's like, oh, my God, just do a fucking, just do a different thing, dude. Like, make it a different thing. Like, you're literally just plugging different characters into different parts of the plan now, and it's the same movie over and over and over again. It's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it kind of like with an actor that's found its niche. He's he's a writer that's that's found his genre. Um, yeah, but then but that's, he also that's write... not the genre. That's just the same storyline over and over. That's just him. It's not about the genre. Yeah, there's different types of heist movies, like like uh, the Italian Jobs, a yep. good heist movie where like they do like the car chase and you know it's all about outsmarting or, this guy. What's the one with uh, uh, Ben Affleck? The Town is that what it's called. Uh, I love that movie. Where they're in Boston. It's think... a great movie. That movie is so good. Um, I think, yeah, I think that there's a lot of ways to do the do a heist film in a way that actually is different. And I think that Steven Soderbergh is just doing it in his own way. That's really fucking annoying. And I hate, I'm like sick of it at this point. Um, okay. So <laughs> sorry for that rant. Um, apparently he's in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind which is a movie based on a uh, old game show host who did like the dating game and uh, some other one. And then he wrote like some story about how he, or like he wrote in his autobiography that he was like a CIA assassin and and nobody knows if that's true. And George Clooney like went and directed this movie about it. Apparently Brad Pitt shows up in that. Then he does the voice for Sinbad in the Sinbad animated movies that I'm pretty sure Brian, you liked that when we were kids if yeah I it's been a, right. been a long time but i'm sure i did okay um troy moving on uh mr and mrs smith 
Hold on a second. Guys... We, could spend, we could spend five minutes on Troy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead and move on. No, we we all know no, it's no, no, top, no, no, no. top three greatest movies of all time. Okay. And uh, top three you know, greatest go. movies of this podcast, only because each one of us got to choose a top one, and Brian chose that one. So, <laughs> it, more more than anything, what I want you to leave today, like here's your takeaway: if you haven't seen that movie, call out of work sick, ignore your your phone, <laughs> go watch Troy with ignore some serious priority importance right now. Like, stop Throw doing your chores, don't eat in the river, don't sleep, leave leave go the baby. In the crib. Yep. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Just go watch Troy. Moving on. Moving on. Ocean's 12 is right after that, which we can skip because I just ranted about that. Um, then he's in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You guys have anything to say about this? Now, this is an interesting thing. Actually, I did want to bring it. Uh, now, he was very famously married to Jennifer Aniston, America's sweetheart at the time, uh, Rachel Green from Friends. Then he does a movie called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where initially some other woman was cast and then she had to drop out. And Brad Pitt specifically requested <laughs> Angelina like, Jolie oh, I know, from I know who I want. Oh, you're going to yeah. pick uh, Jan Anderson? No, no, <laughs> no. Right. She's that so this is, no. this is all based on rumors that happened at the time. Right. And I was pretty young when this all took place. I mean, we're talking about 2005. I'm 15 at the time. So, you know. I'm just seeing like headlines, but apparently that's what he chose. And then shortly after old Jenny, Jen gets the boot and Angie, oh, old Jen, <laughs> old Jen, who's getting hotter with age. Like, I mean, yeah, she's, she's very, she, she's, she's very like the human version of wine. Like, <laughs> dude, seriously. <laughs> She is wine in human form. I've never heard that, but I like let, it. let me ask you something. Can you name a better example of on-screen chemistry than Mr. and Mrs. Smith with those two? I don't uh, think it exists in the history of film. I don't I'm know. Like, like, dude, if you if you're gonna pry this dude away from Jennifer, here's a, here's Aniston, a hot take. Here's a hot take. I think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had some incredible chemistry oh, yeah, on dude. The Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man yeah. Two. You I think what? specifically I'm, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. They're really good. I can't disagree with that. That's a really that good is, one. But it's not on the same level. I mean, <laughs> which, uh, you're right. You're right. Mister Mrs. Smith is a level down. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't. I, I quit. I'm, I can't be on this podcast. See, this is what my, we need to do. This should have been the podcast. The best on-screen chemistry. Oh my god! Ooh, man, I, I, can't, the, I can't have my name associated with. With let's put the tapes. gloves on guys let's put the this, gloves on i'll ring week. the bell my let's reputation <laughs> is taking a hit just being on this com- in this conversation right now this is bad i mean you, bad. you what about your favorite movie of all time brian ryan gosling and rachel mcadams really good runner-up but i just when i watch mr and mrs smith i'm like bro like the one thing that that movie screams more than anything is like dude these guys were like the chemistry was like i, I don't know if they held off like getting intimate until the movie was over but it was palpable man i was just the whole time i was watching the movie i was like dude you guys were like built for each other brian's watching the movie with a full erection just like <laughs> i'm in <laughs> no i just i like when i see Kill it, it. I gotta call it out man like man, this is the were, best porter i've ever seen it literally felt like the on-screen <laughs> it literally felt like the on-screen <laughs> representation of what was going on in their private lives like it seriously came out like i, I don't want to hear some amazing spider-man crap but like that first off that movie's hot garbage second off 
not even close in the chemistry department. Like, I don't want to hear that. Right? These they guys were actually dating at the time that they filmed those movies. And I think you can tell, you can see the on street, the chemistry between the two. I think that they work really well together. They're cute. They're a cute couple. It's sad that they're no longer together. Then again, when X-Men first class came out, Nicholas Holt, Holt. Thank you. And Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence. <laughs> thank you. They were dating, and I feel like their on-screen chemistry was bad. Yeah, they yeah. looked I didn't terrible together on screen. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did not work out very well on screen. So, I mean, maybe there's something to say. I mean, you got Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez on Gigli, and apparently that's the worst movie ever made. So, I, I just feel like Angelina Jolie every time she's like in a scene, she's giving Brad Pitt this look like you're leaving Jennifer Aniston at the end of this film. <laughs> Yeah, but is that just because Angelina Jolie is so aggressively attractive? Aggressively <laughs> attractive? She, like... <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. There's what, just, like, like something about her that is, like, just innate, inherently sexual. I don't I don't know if that's true, but that's how I felt growing up. I was right there next to you with the erection. <laughs> I, I, that sounded I'm not weird. confirming I'm or denying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not confirming or denying any of that, but... I, I'm just gonna stand by it. It's the I most on screen, strongest on screen. Even the even the animators of her animated film for Shark Tale were like, "Now we gotta make this shit, this fish hot as fuck. We gotta make this fish fuckable." <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on here. We gotta make people want to have sex with this fish. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's fa- let's fast forward a little bit because there's a couple of weird ones in here. Uh, okay, yeah, for Jesse jump- James. We're going to jump into uh, Babel is a good movie. Uh, Alejandro Inarritu, I'm pretty sure, is the director of that one. Very good. Uh, Ocean's 13 sucks. Assassination Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford is, I think, one of his most underrated movies. First of all, great performance by him where he actually steps out of his comfort zone and doesn't just do like the typical Brad Pitt stuff. I mean, he is a handsome, you know criminal or whatever in it but he also plays someone who is clearly struggling with like mental disorders oh, he's like, unhinged for sure throughout the yeah whole film. he's like he's having trouble like in like just living in the world that he lives in and it's really really good also casey affleck i think is in the process of being canceled at all times but he is so good in that movie holy shit uh, that movie is really long it's like three hours long but it is gorgeous and it has some of the best performances from character or from actors um that you wouldn't expect uh burn after reading he plays a dumbass who gets shot in the face by george clooney uh spoilers sorry <laughs> um that's one of the lower uh cohen brothers movies in my opinion uh curious case of benjamin button is only interesting for the sake fact that it's he ages in reverse and it's probably david fincher's worst movie um, Inglorious Bastards. We got some time on this one. How are we feeling? Yeah, well, let me just throw out. I enjoyed Benjamin Button. Do you? Yeah. It's really slow. It's it's not the but... kind of movie. Yeah, it's not the kind of movie where I look at it. And I'm like, oh, you couldn't even replace Brad Pitt in this one. Like, I, you could have. I, I think anyone could have played that role. But I, sure. I just kind of liked the overall movie itself. Was was pretty good. What it about, is slow. What though. is that? What is that actress's name that's in that? That's also Galadriel. Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Yeah, she's great in it. And she looks very, she's very pretty. She's like a very uniquely pretty face. Um, Megamind, great. Inglori- well, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. That's I got to throw out. It's one of his 
best movies. I don't know if it's one of his best acting roles. The movie, itself but I also really like fun. his performance in that. His performance it is great. Is probably the it part is great, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that his w- acting was anything that blew anyone away. He's just, sure he just plays Brad Pitt in it. Out of the, the three, time, out of the three categories that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I would say Glorious Bastards is the best film that Brad Pitt's involved in. Big rewatch value too. Super entertaining. Yeah, it's good. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. One, You're gonna say? Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, who's the uh, the villain in that film? It's Christoph Waltz, right? Yeah, yeah that's he's right. talented. His, well, it's Nazis in general, but yeah, he is so phenomenal in that film. Yeah, My he's got skills, man. He makes no you one, scared. Uh, 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 la creme. No one yeah, has been. No one has used his acting performance to the same efficiency. Not even Tarantino and in, in uh, Django. Um, used Christoph I do Waltz like him to the same. That, he did a good job, but like Christoph Waltz was so perfectly cast for that role. Just like that opening scene when they're switching between three different languages, and I'm like blown away he's every time skills. I watch that film. Yeah, he's, he's got serious skills. Like if anyone steals the show on that one, it's him. But that he was apparently going to quit acting before Tarantino cast him in that role. Like he was going to retire. See, in Tarantino himself, we, we've thrown some criticism at. I, I'm not big on him, but Inglorious Bastards is definitely the one with the best rewatchability of Brad Pitt's movies for sure. For me, I think it's his best. It's Tarantino's best, I think. I think it Inglorious Bastards is like, honestly, it's one of the only movies of his that I genuinely find infinitely watchable. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction is good. Uh, Reservoir Dogs is good, but Inglorious Bastards is just, is genuinely like his masterpiece, in my opinion. I think it's very, it's very, very, very good. Um, every scene in it is well written. Uh, the characters, they they just work. They pop on screen. Every single one of them. Melanie Laurent is really good. Uh, Brad Pitt does really good. That German guy is really good. Uh, here's a fun fact for that movie that I just heard recently. Apparently, Tarantino wanted Adam Sandler for the bear Jew originally. And I think I would have really liked that. I would have ate that up. I would have ate that up. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have been all on for that. Like that because sounds he's Jewish, great. right? Isn't he Jewish? He, he makes is Jewish. Thing so is Eli Roth. Eli Roth is also Jewish and he's the one that plays the bear Jew. And I'd be all about Adam Sandler just smashing heads. Like, Oh, with a ba- dude, if it's Adam Sandler comes out of that tunnel at the, in that introduction. I mean, come on. Tyler, have you seen the movie airheads? Yeah, I have Brendan so, Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. So Adam Sandler plays this like mute drummer in that film, and he just mm-hmm. kind of plays this like like this quiet, intimidating skinhead throughout the whole thing. And if he kind of reprised that role of just being kind of unhinged, I would have loved Adam Sandler in that role. Yeah, yeah. There's was, two there's two movies on this list that I kind of want to draw a parallel to, and it's, it's touching on Brad Pitt kind of not really varying his you know his acting style too much um they're they're a little bit apart but i was thinking um moneyball and world war z are completely different films where he almost is like the same character in two movies <laughs> you know what i mean like it is same bizarre because one he's just doing like a biopic on billy bean the general manager of the a's the oakland a's baseball team and then the other right. one he's like a um World Health Organization special agent guy that's trying to solve the zombie apocalypse. Which also inexplicably good with a gun for just like a scientist or a researcher or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, and, and he's just it like, but at the same time, you could swap those two characters and it wouldn't throw Completely. off the films at all. Nope, it's the same. Same yeah, movie. Yeah, he's just very dry, um, very calm at all times, you know. So, but both good movies. This isn't really a criticism more than saying like drawing that point right. of earlier. You know, he doesn't really change it up too much. Right. Um, so he's in a movie called The Tree of Life and then Moneyball. 
Then a couple movies I've never heard of, Touch of Evil and Eight, and then Killing Them Softly. Unfortunately, very disappointing movie where he plays like a like an inf- an enforcer for like a gang enforcer. He just drives around in a sick car and shoots people with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, World War Z. He's in Twelve Years a Slave, which was a very 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 sad movie that I really like. It was very good, but it's on like it's like the same level as like schindler's list like it's just so heavy and just makes you feel so sick to your stomach the whole time that it's like why did they make this this is so sad um shortly after that he's in a terrible movie called the counselor that has like every actor that we like in it and is somehow the worst movie i've ever seen um then he's in fury where he plays a character named war daddy (laughs) which i really liked um i really liked that movie I don't know about you guys. David Ayer is like his first movie that I genuinely thought was really good. Unfortunately, he since then has done uh, Suicide Squad and um, that new movie Tax Collector with Shia LaBeouf, which apparently is really terrible, and um, Bright, which was also bad. Fury's awesome. Um, I, th- I think it's just you know Brad Pitt's contribution to everyone needing a, to have a World War movie about, but. Uh, well, he's I in guess, Inglorious Bastards. I guess he also has Inglorious Bastards, but you know, I just feel like every major actor has something like that. Um, but I thought Fury was great for what it was, and and it was kind of cool that they did a little bit of a focus on like the tanks, you know, because you see a lot of you know the war movies where a tank just comes ripping on, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" But they're on foot. Like this one was kind of cool to see life inside the tank a little bit. Right. All right, so I'm just going to quickly go through these next couple, and you guys tell me which ones you want to talk about. All right, we got By the Sea. That's the one that he did with Angelina Jolie that was like a metaphor for their divorce that was currently taking place. You guys care about that? Nope. All right. Not really. Big big Short, a movie about the housing crisis. I thought it was good, but I feel like it should have just been a documentary. because Great movie, but his part in it was bland. Yep. Like He didn't do a whole lot to contribute to the film other than just his face on screen. Here's another uh, World War II movie, uh, Allied, um, where he plays a spy and he's married to Marion Cotillard and then finds out that maybe she's a spy. Um, do you guys see that? Mm-hmm. It, it was just fine. Uh, War Machine, where he plays like a general in our current uh, military conflicts um, who starts to have like uh, second thoughts about the way that we handle things. Deadpool 2. Um he has the best role in the movie. Steals the whole film. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that cameo. cameo that's a Matt Damon level cameo. My mind. Yeah. What? That was a Matt Damon level cameo. Matt Damon's in that movie. He plays one of the hillbillies when Cable first comes out that's of the right. He's uncredited. Yeah. yeah. But it's just he and a, Alan Tudyk are uncredited in it. Dude, that's pretty yeah. funny. Kelly and I watched, or Kelly, yeah, Kelly and I watched the unrated version in that, and in the unrated version that story that he's telling they actually do the full version of that story he's telling about like i, I can't remember he's like he got his dick stuck in something or something like that i don't it's really dumb but it's matt damon just telling this it's like really crude story uh that's really stupid anyway um once upon a time in hollywood i think i already talked about how much i didn't like that movie on here um uh, do you guys have anything to say about that I mean, I, I, when I first saw that film, I enjoyed it a lot. And then I talked to you about it and, and you know, you exposed a lot sure. of the things about the film that I was like, yeah. The okay. foot fetish thing. I can't watch that film again. Sure. Now. Well, I was like, I, like at the end, I was like, wow, that, that violence was super ultra violent and I loved it. And you were like, yeah, but notice how it was only against the women. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah the man kinda, gets shot by like shot. The, 
the man dies literally gets his face curb stomped in like half a frame and then the women are just mauled by dogs for like five minutes and set on fire and i was like you know what yeah that's it's kind of fucked up well, especially uh, once you know tarantino's history with like that uma thurman like car violence and like how it had to be it was his hands in inglorious bastards that are killing or strangling diane kruger like for some reason he wanted to be the one that was killing her like tarantino's fucked up and i hope he's listening because fuck you tarantino <laughs> anytime we talk about him i say that but god damn it dude he's a fucked up person i'm sick of him um all right and then we jump into uh what are we calling it dad astra brad astra or bad, bad astra no, I actually sad like, sad I, astra i like the film <laughs> i didn't really like the uh the kind of the overlying theme like emotions and it was know, like, like all about like, like dads the whole thing is just like, oh, my dad. Yeah, and I kind of wish know. that they did more of us just a space focus. But at the same time, what are you going to do? You got you to separate from Interstellar somehow, I think. I did love like the how there's like pirates on the moon. And like when he, sick. Gets, when he gets to the moon, there's like there's just like a McDonald's and shit. So <laughs> dude, make that like, your focus. Like how we yeah, like. That, I would have just watched the whole space. movie about that. Yeah, remind that me, remind me how it ends. So he gets to the space station. He finds his dad. His dad and is dad's not. Like, I'm not leaving. Right. Yeah, his, not leaving. his dad's aware of what he's doing, and he just doesn't care that he's like firing asteroids at the Earth or something, right? No, his he dad is to destroy the Earth or something. Yeah, yeah. His dad is refusing to leave because he needs to finish his mission. Right. His dad um, is upset because they never found life. I don't, is right. his dad trying to destroy the Earth? So there's something they like had that. to like shut down the station because it was like firing asteroids at the Earth, and they're like, if your dad doesn't stop, then the world's going to be destroyed. And he shows up and he's like, dad, you're going to blow up the earth. And he's like, I don't care. I've, I've, I've got to find life. And it's like, God, what? Yeah. It, but then at the he end, like is convinced that life is not a good thing. I think is what it is. It's like, he thinks that life is bad. And he's like, kill his dad or something. Definitely felt know. like a little bit of a missed opportunity, but there so are the end of that film, it. he convinces his dad to go and they, they leave. Don't they, don't they try to go back to he her? He tries. And then his dad tries to kill him while they're on their way out. And yeah. And then his dad's dad. like, let me go. And he like, lets him go. And he like falls into the planet Saturn or something. Right. I see. So then, so then Brad Pitt makes <laughs> his insane. trek back home to earth after murdering a bunch of astronauts and disobeying. I'm going to be honest. Of- this is another one of those movies that would have been a really good book. I think it would have been like a really, really interesting book, and instead they made a movie out of it that was really boring. <laughs> like, yeah, the concepts in it are an exciting book. It's the same way I feel about Interstellar. I just feel like it would have been a really, really exciting book, like interesting book. But as a movie, it was just fucking a slog. Um, but yeah, that was like his most recent movie. Uh, came out right before the pandemic. Um, he's got another movie called Bullet Train coming up, and a movie called Babylon. That's apparently in pre-production that I'm, I'm not aware of. So um, that's where we're at with Brad Pitt. Overall, how are we feeling? What we should have done is gone through each of those movies and then like assigned a rating of attractiveness. Like how hot yeah. was he? Is he getting hotter or is that just Jennifer Aniston? No, I think he's also <laughs> becoming more handsome in my opinion. Like he hit like a plateau for a minute and then now he's back on the way up. He's pulling you know? off that salt and pepper look now. He's just showing. Yeah, it looks it. great. Right. His so, versatility well, dude, is in his looks. Scale of one to dude, ten. In, ten being Legends of the Fall and one being, I don't know, something else. Don't say Troy. Movie where he's don't say Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like, dude, even in Once a Time in Hollywood, he's 1963. He's 58 years old if he's from 1963. 58 years old. 
he takes off his shirt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I I was like, fuck you, fuck you, you don't get to just look like that, like you asshole. <laughs> I hate you. He just he's so good looking, and then just also just still so ripped and in such good shape. It's just yeah. Anyway, this 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 podcast is gonna go out, and people are gonna start questioning my marriage, <laughs> which is to a woman. So just but, big takeaway here: Brad Pitt's real good looking. <laughs> very handsome. There's no doubt about it. He's one of those actors that just so, uh, blows my mind. Again, I think in summary, he's a good actor. At the end of the day, when you go see a Brad Pitt film, nine out of ten times, you know what you're going to get. Whereas there's yeah. other guys where I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know Leonardo what I'm going to get. DiCaprio is always bringing some other type of performance to whatever yeah. he's doing. Daniel you know Day he's going to give it his all. Yeah, like there's just guys that go crazy Damn. with different roles. We should have done Nicolas Cage. We fucked up. Maybe we'll, we'll, get, we'll get Nick on, on another one. But uh, yeah, I don't know just, if you guys have done enough Nick Cage movies, but I, I've seen I'll them all. I'll have to bring up the episode <laughs> from Community with uh, yeah, yeah. I was telling Brian Pats. about that episode recently. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, again, it is one of those things where it's like you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a Brad Pitt performance. He's always going to be you know sort of himself. He's always going to be a very charming, very good looking man. Um, he very rarely is anything but that i would love to see a movie where brad pitt plays a bad guy though you know what i mean like i really like for him to be like a villain in something like a genuine villain like leo um, was in Inglo- and uh in Django. yeah exactly in in Django. come on, on brad pitt like a, listen to this podcast and be a villain it would be cool i mean like Ro- Ro- robert okay so here's something i always compare sorry we gotta we gotta cut this off but real quick i wanted to talk about this earlier um Brad Pitt reminds me a lot of Robert Redford. If you're at home or YouTube later, Google young Robert Redford, comma Brad Pitt. And there's so many pictures of them right next to each other where they look exactly the same. Robert Redford grew, has grown up to be an, an old man. <laughs> and then he's in Captain America Winter Soldier, right? It's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's the one that he's in. And I thought he was such a good villain in that. And I think that Brad Pitt's acting ability is right there on par with Robert Redford. And I think that he could deliver a performance like that that I think would be very interesting if he wanted to. And I think it would be very cool to see him do kind of do a different type of role than just like the handsome good guy. Anyway, that's it. Uh, do you guys want to throw any recommendations out there? I had such a busy week. I didn't get anything in. Um, but... Go uh, watch you Troy. Guys got anything? <laughs> uh, I tried your uh, your Jedi game. That's pretty cool. It's kind of on a track. The Jedi. It is. What is it? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, I, I'm only at the beginning, but um, kind of one of those games on a track. So I'm gonna give it some more time, see if I can latch onto it. But I... The graphics are cool, and the backstory seems pretty cool. So did I? It's. I watched the. I played the whole thing in one weekend, so you can get through it pretty quickly. And I don't even play games like that. So go ahead, Jeff. Remind me. Did I talk about Valheim already on the podcast? I think we talked about it a little bit, but if you want to jump in, yeah, I think we just, talked about it a little bit on the video game episode. Yeah, just just been playing Valheim a lot with my friends. It's a fun. Yeah, fun yeah that is a fun multiplayer game. Definitely dive in on that one. I, 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 think, I think you guys. I think you guys called it uh, RuneScape meets Minecraft. Yeah, I think that's what you called it. So um, I remember because I finally was able to edit the last two ep- last two weeks worth of episodes. Dude, I had so many problems. Finally figured out some shit. Got them done. Uh, I'm sorry to anyone who listened to them because the editing job on them is very rough because I had to edit two podcasts in one night and get them up and they were already super late. So um, I do apologize for that, but they're up and we should be smooth sailing from here on out. 
Um, that being said, I got no recommendations this week. I'm re- I'm reading the same book I was reading last week. I have not watched anything new. Um, and uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Clever ki- at Clever Kids Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, what's the call to action this week, boys? Anyone? What's your favorite? Wh- what movie do you think Brad Pitt was hot in? Which Brad Pitt performance gave you a rock hard? Direction? There is a correct answer, and it's Troy. All right, catch you guys later. <laughs> All, right. All right, bye guys. Bye.